You know, this, um, this, this campus little game of assassin that's going on here is, uh, <laughs> are we going to start again? Is it going to go again? Um, but I did, I could tell we were taking it too far because I sat next to Van in communion. I said, are you dead or alive? And he goes, spiritually? <laughs> I was like, wow. And, and what the worst part was, I was talking about the game. <laughs> So you got me, man, I tell you, but we might have taken it just a little bit too far. <laughs> just a, he was ready to go deep. <laughs> I just wanted to see if he was plotting to kill someone in the audience. So, uh, yeah, um, it's great. Uh, let's pray. How about that? <laughs> Father, thanks. Uh, gosh, we, uh, we love you. We're so grateful that you... Uh, that you aren't grading us on every ounce of like some perfect performance, God. But Father, I also, I, we pray, God, that uh, we will not become apathetic because of that, God. That that will spur us on to love you with our whole heart, God. That it will spur us on, Father, not to, not to just, uh, as Lindsay said, try to get by with like the least um, we can do. But Father, I pray that your gospel penetrates our hearts in a way that that, Father, we are invigorated and energized to be uh, the men and women that you have created us to be, God. And uh, thanks that you didn't make us all alike. God, thank you for that. And, and I pray that you will help us just remove like any kind of spirit of competitiveness or comparison, Father, that's so easy to do. And God, I pray that you just help us to get laser focused on your word uh, every day, God, that we will live it out um, and, and, and that we will love well, God. Uh, in your name. Father, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so we're talking about something now. We, you know, again, we're beating the drum, right? I mean, this, we're talking about like these four principles we've been talking about for really, honestly, it's been a couple of years now. Um, we've talked about this, you know, we've talked about some different things. So we're, we're, we've, we've ventured into what is truly a spiritual community, right? Is, is I know we like the word church oftentimes, but I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, man, 90 plus percent of people, it doesn't matter how often it's said, you say church, they think meeting time and building, all right? And so the, the, the essence of what the Bible talks about has to do with community, all right? And so it's nothing wrong with using the word. Understand, our, this isn't a onslaught against the use of the word church, okay? This is not activism in the, it, to do this. You can use the word church. It's okay. I, I'm just saying, I, to, to me, community just conveys a better message. To me, community, like, paints a picture, right? And I love this right here is really when you think of a community of faith, right, is people together loving one another for no other reason except Jesus. That, that's what the, the community should be, people who are different in every way, all right? And that the only reason that you may even be here isn't because everyone thinks alike, votes alike, has the same stances on things, but that we're going, you know what? Jesus died for us, and we want to follow him. And we may be different and come from different backgrounds, but I'm going to tell you, the church is supposed to be that way, to come together and go, you know what? This group wouldn't come together normally just because everybody gets along really well. 
or everybody believes the same thing or likes the same things, right? And we live, honestly, man, isn't our world becoming more and more kind of pulled apart and polarized in terms of you just want to be with people that believe the exact same? And I'm not talking about doctrinal things. I'm talking about like just you want to be with people who like the fun things you like. You only want to be around people that, that like the shows you like or like the friends you like. or like. And Jesus is saying, man, I died for all the knuckleheads in the world, right? And, 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 if G, and G, literally, this is what's awesome about it, is Jesus is essentially saying, if, if I am who I am, you guys will come together just for that. You, you will put down, you know, your, the, you will let the walls fall. All right. And it's not just going to be like, no, I'm just going to be around people who are like exactly like me. Right. Um, So we're diving into like this idea of community and disciple making. Okay, I just wanted to put this up here. There's a really good chance there's probably about seven people in here that even know who that dude is on the left. Okay, (laughs) you're going, why does Keith put that guy up there? That looks like the dumbest thing in the world. Okay, that's Brent at Halloween last year. Okay, just so you know. Now, so there used to be an old TV show, The Lone Ranger, right? Understand something, okay? Community is not about being a Lone Ranger, okay? It is literally, when you read the Bible and you read it from cover to cover and you read it from book to book, okay? Here's one of the messages you will not hear is you should go out and just do your own thing. Like, hey, go isolate yourself. You don't need anyone else around you. And I'll tell you, the thing about it is, is there's a lot of times we can even hear, but Keith, I don't need anyone else around me. Believe me, that's not true. All right? We need each other, okay? Man, the community of faith, the church, disciples, we can't, we got, that's got to go, okay? Don't read into community and go, but I can have a community of just one. I can have a community of just of, of two, just me and my best friend. That's our community right there, Okay? Hey, I'm going to tell you, nothing will disciple our hearts, mine and yours, more than being in a community of people that we've got to fight to love one another. Nothing will disciple our hearts more than that, okay? It's not about, the, it's not about that upper right-hand corner. That's just kind of a, a, a rally. I'm not sure what rally it is. I wanted to make sure that it wasn't one you're going, uh, what picture did he put up? Uh, what, what political activist group is he showing? I, I don't even know. Right, right. It's about acute angles, okay? <laughs> right. Um, understand something, though. The community is not about activism either. I think sometimes we want the church to be an activist community. Like, let's, let's make sure that the world knows what we're really against, all right? And really, man, we're going to put our foot down about, I'm against this, and, I, and it, it, we're not a group of activists either, unless you call following Jesus being an activist, okay? But we aren't that, and it isn't a community of just going, let's come together and just be really nice people. It isn't that either. It isn't Jesus didn't just die so we would all just be good. Okay, that wasn't it. And so I just wanted to really make sure that we're understanding this. And, and you may go, well, I don't know about that. Like, like no, I, 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 I want my space. People stay away from me. Um, I, I just want to be a good person and be left alone. All right. Here's the thing about this. There isn't anything wrong with that, okay, just in terms of, like, society necessarily. But if we're going to say, I'm following Jesus, all right, um, he's painting a different picture. He's painting a different picture of that, okay? Um, Hopefully, again, this is just kind of 
becoming a part of your DNA and my DNA. It isn't the idea of, oh, I've got the gospel. I'm saturated in the gospel. Now let me move on to discipleship. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. It's like you're baking. It's like you're, you're baking a cake. It's like making brownies. It's like making, you know, where these ingredients are going in. And it's this idea of a, if we aren't saturated in the gospel. As Lindsay was saying, it's such a great job this morning of not just, oh, I've got the gospel, now let me move on. But it's this idea of this reminds me every morning and every day when it's hard and I don't want to love people and I want to have a bad attitude and I just want to pout and I want to do my own thing. That, that saturation of the gospel of going, hold on a minute, let me remember why I do what I do. Okay, that's the inspiration, all right? The love of Christ compels, that's it, is that idea. Man, when I want to go to work and I don't want to, serve people all right it's being saturated in that it's always remembering that as a disciple of jesus if i'm following jesus it's unconditional it didn't like jesus you didn't give me what i needed this week so until you do okay i'm i'm gonna pout i'm gonna kind of stick to my you start giving me good things no 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 it's unconditional it's no matter what if jesus were to come to me and say keith i have appointed you to suffer and to live in a place you never wanted to live and to serve in a way that you never wanted to serve? Amen. Why? Because Jesus is that good. All right? Because that, he's that incredible. In fact, the, from the beginning, the name, and, and uh, one of the things that Ben wrote in, uh, read in that psalm is his name, Yahweh, is meant to just be this. The name alone is meant to blow our minds. All right? This personal name of God saying, listen, I'm the uncreated. That right there should be enough to go, oh, dang, I'm following you wherever. I mean, there is no one that could save that. They could, they could make that statement, right? And so it's this idea of unconditional discipleship. And then, therefore, as we're living unconditionally following Jesus, there's this thing that happens. Because if we were unconditionally following Jesus, like literally walking with him through, whether it's classes at school or work, and Jesus, we were really just kind of following him around, you know what he would be about? Developing community. He'd be about like, listen, don't, don't stay over there in your desk all day by yourself. Like get around and start listening to people and asking people questions and loving people well. And getting, if we really were following Jesus, he'd be like, hey, come on. It doesn't matter if you're outgoing or shy, all right? He'd be like, hey, come on, let's go. Let's get started here, okay? And this idea of developing this community gets into a place that we've talked about for a couple weeks that, honestly, there isn't anybody that I know, including myself, that isn't totally intimidated with the idea of being a passionate disciple maker. It's just intimidating. It brings things up. There's things that happen inside of me when I think about that. And we talk Wednesday night. There are things that happen inside of you guys, too, that you start thinking, wow. And in fact, it's so pervasive. Almost nobody that would say they follow Jesus would say, I make disciples. That, that should be a problem. Like, we should really sit here and go, hold on a minute. What if we all came together? and pick something else, we said, we ain't going to do that. Okay? Um, there's the crazy one is, what if we just agreed murder's just too hard to abstain from? <laughs> I mean, in the game, obviously, you guys are, are wacky. Okay? <laughs> but the thing about this is, we would go, hold on a minute. Can, I, you go, Keith, how does that jive between, like, you're just not going to, like, that's just going to be one you don't want to follow? 
I, nah, I don't like loving people. No. Like, I'll follow Jesus, but I won't love Hayes. <laughs> you know, I mean, you were just looking at me. <laughs> you were just, we made eye contact. I'm like, yeah, okay. See, y'all see used to do that all the time. I mean, you just lock eyes and like, you're done, buddy. Uh, but, but honestly, hopefully... As we study our Bible and we're helping one another, we remember, wow, it, there really shouldn't be a place that we go, I ain't doing that. I know you told me to do it. I will not jump in there, no matter how scared it is, okay? And we might even find there's some areas in our life as a disciple that we have maybe not verbally, but we've just kind of let fester and thought, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that one, right? Matthew 28, um, we're going to dig into this more um, this Wednesday as well, um, but we did talk last week about um, the context of this, right? Oftentimes, this is read uh, in a way that just should scare you, right? Like, Jesus is angry, right, when he's saying this? Of course. <laughs> as he always is when he wants you to do something, right? He's just angry, and, and, and we hear so much into it, like, like when Jesus says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth, we hear him yelling that at us. And, and some of y'all are thinking, I can't do enough for him. Why is he asking me to do this? And now you're telling me, no, all authority. Stop arguing with me. I mean, we have those things in our head, those conversations that we would think we would have with Jesus. Because we think that he's just angry and frustrated and you have just never measured up. So let me remind you, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. So listen, go make disciples of all nations baptize them, teach them to obey everything I've commanded, and, and, and I'll be with you. And we even read that. I'll be with you like I'll be watching. <laughs> I'm going to be watching you. Oh, my goodness. I mean, there's, there's a reason why. I mean, most disciples would just say, listen, I will talk about this. Um, I will theorize about this. But this is scary because we start, our starting point is one where we're just already in a bad theological place. We're already in a place where like, this is so scary and so intimidating to go and do this. But he says, go and make disciples, right? Go and make disciples of all nations, not just nations, but people groups. That's what he's saying is a lot of times we will kind of jump in and go, oh, okay, what this means is, is that I need to be on a mission team to another country. And that's not what it means either, Okay. It means all people groups. This is what Lindsay was even alluding to in her communion. It's this idea of God saying, when you love me with this passionate, deep love, and you love your neighbors well, your coworkers well, your classmates well, your enemies well, and that's, that's how this works right here, okay, is being a disciple maker. I want to jump into a section, though, here. Turn over to 1 Corinthians 9. Um, this is like hardcore stuff right here, okay? These are the kind of things that um, I, I've spent a lot of years reading them. And they're really inspiring when you just read them. I, I don't know how many of you guys ever, you know, I mean, they have all, you can buy posters with like inspirational quotes on them. You can, you know, uh, everybody has, you know, when you get married, probably you have a framed 1 Corinthians 13 picture somewhere in your house. Most of y'all put yours in the bathroom, which is so weird. <laughs> I can go into somebody's bathroom. I'm like, why is 1 Corinthians 13 in everyone's bathroom? Okay. But, but the thing about it is, is, is we have these like, and I've read this so often. 
like the idea of that sounds so amazing that Paul would say this. All right. Um, but then when we start marinating on it, when I start marinating on it, when I really start sitting down and going, hold on a minute, I don't think he's just saying this, so I'll like put it on a wall somewhere. I think if Paul were amongst us, that, wouldn't it be awesome to have Paul in your small group? Maybe not sometimes. Huh? Maybe you'd be like, hey, dude, Paul, Paul, take it easy, dude. Just go get another plate of food, all right? And just, we're trying to talk about the game yesterday, right? <laughs> all right? But, but here's the thing is, is, is he says this. He's writing this. Hopefully you can, whenever we read a book of the Bible, I, I hope one of your goals in handling the Bible is that you can tell, like, the story of this book, all right? I know sometimes we can get so wrapped up in, I have memorized four chapters of 1 Corinthians. That's fine if you can do that. Here's what I would say is even better. Can you tell the story of 1 Corinthians, right? Can you, can you tell the story? Because sometimes we get so caught up on having every word exactly memorized, and we forget that Paul didn't write in English. So even if you memorized it in English, there's a really good chance that you were off on exactly the wording that he used, okay? But could you tell this story and. The, the story in 1 Corinthians is phenomenal because it's a story that I think we all could relate to, all right? It's, a story, it's, it's not a story of, of just this clean, beautifully, like, uh, you know, just this group of totally faithful disciples all coming together with no problem. Wouldn't you love to be a part of that group? You know, sometimes we think that's, gonna, that's what we need to look for, is where everyone is so perfectly faithful in every way and they don't ever struggle. And then we read about these jokers in the first century. You're going, wow, I wouldn't want to be a part of that church in Corinth. These guys were messed up. In fact, Paul even gets to the place here in, in, uh, in chapter 9 where he's kind of defending himself a little bit. He's like, guys, l- listen, um, like I'm proclaiming the gospel to you and I'm feeling some pushback from you. And I'm feeling some irritation from you. And I'm feeling like I'm not your favorite person in the world. And I'm feeling like you guys are being all nitpicky about me and all this kind of stuff. And he even says, he goes, you know what? Paul says, I even should get paid to do what I do. But I've given that up so you'll have no reason to find anything wrong with me. Okay? And Paul goes into this whole section here. And, and he gives us like a glimpse of his heart here. Okay? As we go down. We're going to start in verse 19, but I want to... I want to just cherry pick this one verse right here at the end of of verse 12. There's a new paragraph that says, however, he says, however, we have not made use of this right. Instead, we endure everything so that we will not hinder the gospel of Christ. You know, you think about you, you get a little glimpse into Paul's heart. He's like, I will endure anything so the gospel is not hindered. Anything. Because I, do, you, do you get this idea that he's saturated in the gospel? Do you get this idea that he's like, no, listen, anything else fair game, do not mess with the gospel. Like, I will endure anything, okay? And so that gives us a little glimpse here. But let's look at, at, at verse 19. Paul writes this, okay? He says, although I'm a free man and not anyone's slave, I've made myself a slave to everyone in order to win more people. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, to win those who are under the law. 
To those who are without the law, I've become like one without the law. Not being without God's law, but within Christ's law to win those without the law. To the weak, I became weak in order to win the weak. I've become all things to all people so that I I may by every possible means save some. Now I do all this because of the gospel so I may become a partner in its benefits. Now, here's the deal. You slow down a little bit on that. That is like, that is heavy duty right there, what Paul is saying. And I think sometimes it's really easy to go by and go, oh, I'm, I'm not doing that. Or you get more confused, like you're going, what did it mean he became a Jew and not like a Jew and all that kind of stuff. And we start getting, trying to get theological instead of looking at it and going, hold on a minute. Here, here's what he did. He decided because of the gospel, okay, because of his unconditional discipleship, because of this community that Jesus died for, that he said, I will give up my rights to win people. I want to think about that. We, we are a people that we fight for every single right we have. Like there is nothing that will, uh, that will start a fight more than don't take my rights away. And I'm talking about in the Christian community. I mean, we have all these dumb political arguments about this is my right and this is my right and this is my, and Paul's going, you know what? I've got a ton of rights and I will give up every one of those rights. I want you to think about what are some rights that we have? I want you to think about that. I mean, what are, what do we have a right to as a follower of Jesus? What do we have a right to? I mean, just, just think about it. You have a right to, whenever you want to wake up, you can wake up. Whenever you go to bed, you can go to bed. You have the right to that. You have the right to go and, and, and have, like, acceptable forms of entertainment in our world, right? I mean, the, the right as a follower of Jesus isn't just, well, I'm just, any form of entertainment is okay for me, okay? But we have a lot of, we have a right to our opinions, and, and, Right here, we all got different opinions about things. Some of them are stronger than others. Sometimes that becomes like, and remember when I showed that picture earlier about being an activist? Sometimes like we can feel really strongly about something and our right to express that opinion impinges on my ability to love people well. Okay, Paul's saying, no, 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 no. L- listen, I may feel super strong about something, but when it comes down to loving people well, Listen, I will give up that right if it gets in the way. I will give up that right, okay? Let's put a little bit of meat on this, okay? Is here's, this is the thing, is, is this idea of giving up my rights, and I do want you to think about it, is you, you have a right to decide, like, a whole lot of things. You have a right to spend your money the way you want to spend your money. You, have, you, you don't have to help. You know, we talked about this weeks ago, about the unenforceables of Christianity, no one's going to decide who you get to help, which poor person you help, or anything like that. No one's going to, no one's going to like go in and check your 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 quicken, you know, QuickBooks or whatever you use for your and go, man, are you sure? Let me make sure you're using your money right. It's like you have the freedom to do that. You have the freedom to pick the neighborhood you want to live in. You have the freedom to pick the school you want to go to. You have the freedom to do all that kind. Of, you have the freedom to pick, um, you know, whatever you like and dislike. Really, you know, you might like. Um, Aaron might love Harry Potter and Jacob might love something different, you know, (laughs) Apple watches. Okay. (laughs) But it's this idea of oftentimes even that is, is 
in, in a healthy community is we can even divide on things like what, what my opinion, what my rights are. Paul says, I got rid of these. But let me ask you something. Were there any rights that Jesus gave up? Like, let's get back to being real here. It's, it's because it's one of those things going, well, Paul, and I'm not really like Paul, and I don't even know if this is like what I should be doing and all that kind of stuff. Well, I want to ask you this is, did Jesus give up any of his rights for me and you? Like, was there ever a thing that he could have gone, I could do this? Anything. Can you find any place in the Bible? I want you to think about that. Can you find any place? Not just like, oh, yeah, there, he probably did, and it's probably in the Bible somewhere. I'm saying, like, do you, could you find that? Right, 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 right. You've got that where, where, you know, his guys are like, let's kill him. I could, man, I could do a whole lot of things. Could you imagine, I mean, just that statement alone, Jesus saying, I could call so many, I mean, it would be this overwhelming force that you've never seen before. I could do it. I give up that right. I give up the right for vengeance, right? And that's a lot of it too, man. I'm going to, I am angry. I'm going after something. And it might be something as dumb as just somebody cut in front of you in line somewhere. All right? But Paul, remember, I'm giving up my rights. Turn over to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. If you were with God in heaven perfectly with zero sin, zero, like, you didn't have any insecurities. You didn't struggle with any sin. You, you were with God, and there were, you didn't even know what sin was. All you knew was the depth of joy being in a relationship with God. That's all you knew. What if that's all? The only existence you knew was unimaginable joy with God. All right? And then God said, okay, now I need you to go down to that planet down there with those people. Would you, would you be like, yeah? Now, uh, now, before you answer that question is, is, is when you were a kid growing up and your mom asked you to take out the trash, you didn't want to get off the sofa. Okay? When it, you don't want to, we don't want to do stuff when it just doesn't even matter that much, okay? If you were to go, listen, I want you to wrench yourself out of this down to a place full of heartache and drama and sin and pain and all that kind of stuff, would you be the first in line to go, oh, yeah. Sure, that's me. No, 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 no. That's exactly what Jesus did. Okay? And here in Philippians 2, this is what he tells us. He said that in in verse 5, Paul writes to us, he said, Our attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who existed in the form of God, but did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. Right? He could have manipulated us he said i'm not using that he gave up his right to that and i want you to think as we're reading this what rights do you need to give up if if there was this heart of wow whatever the the gospel is so ingrained in me whatever it takes to help me help someone get involved in this what rights do you are are you hearing and you're going i sh- I'm, I'm gonna need to re-examine this right in my life Right. What, I want you to be thinking about that because he gave up the right. He, he said no more. Instead, he emptied himself and became a slave. That's very interesting to what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 9. He says, I have the freedom to do stuff, but I became a slave. Like that's, it's not, an, it's not that I did this like an act of service. 
And that was what made him a slave. It's this idea of wherever and whenever I do this and wherever I go, I am the slave when I walk in. I am second, third, fourth. I'm looking for needs. I'm seeing how can I meet a physical need, an emotional need? How can I talk and engage with people around me? Right? He's saying not just at certain times, always. Right? He said Jesus gave up the right and he became a slave and he took on the likeness of men and he humbled him. He, he gave up his right to even say, I don't need to be tried physically. Like Jesus really seems to be, he could have said, I'm not going down there. I'm not going through that. I'm not dying on the cross for those people. And, and what could you say? There's nothing to hold against him. You couldn't say, well, you know, but you didn't. No, 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 no. But he said, here's the thing I give up the right to. I give up the right. Um, he had the right to just stay with God. He said, no, I'm going to come down and obey. Even in death. And you're going, okay, so what is that thing? Just thinking, what's the right that you're hanging on to? What's that right? That, that it becomes all about me and you. Like, it's just about me. But I wanted to sleep in more. But I wanted to go and do this. But I didn't want to go do that. I didn't, you know, is instead of going, hold, hold on a minute. Maybe there's some rights I need to give up and not always have my rights. I'm, okay, that, that's, that's harder. Every generation, that becomes harder and harder and harder to go. No, I want it my way. Like, I'm going to go find a community where it can always be about my way. That, that, as, as I've said before, listen, I want to find a unicorn one day, too. It doesn't exist. Okay? You want to go find a community that just does it your way? Go ahead. You might as well go hunt for a unicorn somewhere. It doesn't exist. So it's this idea of if, if, if in the gospel we aren't willing to give up some rights, I, we aren't going to be able to be disciple makers, right? But then he goes, he, this is the thing right here, okay? As, as Paul gets into this idea of like, to the Jews I became a Jew, to the, those without the law I became those without the law, without, to the weak I became weak, to all these things. A lot of times we get into the mechanics of that, right? Of going, okay, well, uh, so to hunters, I'm going to become a hunter. So I'm going to go and buy a bunch of camouflage and, uh, and I'm going to get a 12-gauge shotgun. And, and so, uh, yeah, and, and then it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a hunter now, okay? Uh, no, and, and then I met a marathon runner the following week, and so I got to go buy all the gear to run marathons. And then the following week after that, I met somebody that really loves uh, Lord of the Rings, and so I had to go and read all the Tolkien books. And the, could you imagine how ex- exactly, that's just exhausting, going, oh, my goodness. You mean Paul was like, okay, I'm a Jew now. No, I'm not a Jew. Now I'm this. Now give me some meat. No, take the meat away. And, you know, he's just this crazy man, right? Now I'm weak. Let me go and get drunk with you. And you no. Know, all right? This is where we kind of, when we, when we lose the heart, man, we get into the mechanics. We're like, how can I mechanically do this? Okay? Now, I will say that, here's what I will say, though, is um, be interested in more things than just you're interested in, okay? I mean, that, that really is important. But don't pretend to be something you're not. All right? But the point of what he's saying here is, is I get to a place because of Jesus where I can get in and understand where you're coming from before I'm that concerned about you understanding me. And th- this is where the, 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 the tr- train comes off the tracks a little bit in Christianity. Because a lot of times we don't just go preach at people. 
Right? Let me just go and preach it to you. Let me tell you what you need to hear and what you need to change and what you need. And, and Paul's going, you know what, though? Is before I can even proclaim the gospel, I've got to even understand, like, to the Jews, where are you coming from? Like, this actually might be kind of hard for a Jew to accept. And if, you're, if you weren't a Jew, it might be kind of hard to hear this. And if you're weak, let me get to a place where I can, like, hear you and understand, right? It's interesting because, again, this is something Jesus did, right? Turn over to Hebrews chapter 2. This is, this is the point here of Jesus coming down. Um, Jesus came and, and made his life with us. And it was the way he was able to go, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be down there and listen to you and talk to you and interact with you and be around a campfire with you and hang out with you and go to the festivals with you and all of these things because that's exactly how the gospel has to be proclaimed, not just from a big old megaphone up in the sky. Okay, And Hebrews chapter 2, um, verse 17, uh, therefore... Jesus had to be like his brothers in every way so that, he be, so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, making propitiation, if that's the word in your Bible, okay? Just making sin go away, okay? He's, the, he's the, the substitute for the sin of the people. For since he himself was tested and has suffered, he is able to help those who are tested. See, that's great news, Jesus said, I came down and was tested and suffered so I could help you when you're tested. Like there's no way you go, God, you don't understand what I'm going through. That's eliminated. He's like, no, actually, I came down and I know exactly what's going on and I can help you. Okay. I mean, that's the thing is this idea of God willing, God being willing to go, you know what? I do understand where you're coming from. I do understand that. And, and, he's, and he's understanding it before he's even asking for himself to be understood. Like the patience that he had with us, right? Turn over to Hebrews chapter 4. These are just like some of the greatest sections right here, okay? Verse 14 of Hebrews 4. Since we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold fast to the confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tested in every way as we are, yet is without sin. Therefore, because of this, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so we can receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time. It's this idea of, have you ever thought about that? Jesus is saying, no, I came down here. And I do understand what you're going through. In fact, that the reason why I came down is so I could sympathize with what you're going through. So I can actually help you navigate the waters like it isn't unheard of. He's going, no, you actually have a guy you're following that's been able to do all those things. Okay? And the book of Hebrews goes on and on with these. Okay? But here's the thing for me and you. What community are you engaging in to where you're trying to understand before being understood? Because here's the deal is, is, this isn't about how do I like perfectly do this. But if you're not engaging with any community, if you're not talking with anybody, if you don't have any friends, if you don't have anybody that you're, that you're sharing your faith with, if there's nobody on the radar, 
then it's virtually impossible to live this out. Of just how many people have you just sat down with and said, hey, tell me about what's going on. Tell me about your life. Tell me about your spiritual life. I don't care if you're an atheist. I want to know about why you're an atheist. I don't care if you're a Muslim. Tell me why. Tell me your experience in that. All right. Whatever people group it is, you know, I mean, recently I've learned of of a new people group. I've been to me, one of the groups that really is like close to my heart are are men and women who serve in war and are and, and really are injured and in many cases maimed and and just are in bad shape, whether it's psychologically or physically or something like that. And that's really like super close to my heart. Okay. But one of the things I'm learning in that community is oftentimes what we do is say, thank you for your service. And that's great. That's fine to say, but to get in there and ask, tell me what happened while you were in the service. Like, tell me what's your experience in war? What's your experience? That's getting in there and being able to understand before I go, you know what you need, dude, is you really, the, you know what's going to be the cure for your depression? Just God. You want to hear me? Let me tell you. I can tell you all the right answers. And to a guy that's been injured in war is going, I got a whole lot of stuff in my head that I need help with. Like, I need to be understood before I can understand. And I need, we need to help one another. And that's what Paul's saying. Hey, whatever you are, whoever God's put in your life for you to love well, okay, and this, is, this isn't just outside of your house. This is your own kids, all right, is the idea of there isn't more like a temptation with our kids to just tell them what they should be doing, right? Instead of going, hold on a minute. Why don't we talk? Dude, what's going on in your head? What do you think about that? All right, that, that's the question I find myself asking often when me and Reese talk is he'll say, hey, dad, this happened or I saw this or this is what's going on. And instead of going, well, you know what the Bible says, son? Yeah, sure, we're going to get to that place. But I want to know, what you think about that? Like, what did it make you do inside? What happened to you when you thought about that? We've got to be really good at it. This is part of loving well, okay? Okay, but let me throw a caution flag up here, okay? I'm going to just throw a quick one because I want you to pump the brakes just a little bit here because a lot of times what can happen is, is discipleship just becomes about counseling, right? Like, I want to understand, I want, and this is going to, what's going to win everyone over. Listen, there, there are going to be people that you run into that are like, I want you to understand me, and I don't ever have any desire to understand God or Jesus or you. I just, it's narcissism. Yeah, I love being around people that are all about me. Okay? And that's what this is so important about is going, hold on a minute. As a community, we've got to be mutually like participating in this. All right? Because it can really be like, no, but I, I, I love it. I love being around a group of people that all they want to know is about me. And, and, and they, they don't do anything until I'm understood. You know? And it can become this total like self-help counseling group, and that's not what it is. We've got to pump the brakes on that one. Okay? Because this is the most important of it all. So we can't forget Jesus. Okay, you can't forget. Paul said above in, in 1 Corinthians 9, the thing that he said before that is, is that, that what's important is, is this idea of saved or winning people or something like that. He's not talking about a conversion experience. He's talking about making disciples, people who are going, um, I'm, I'm going to die and follow that man. I'm going to follow Jesus. And I need help doing that on a day-to-day basis, and I need people to help me do that. We can't forget Jesus in this, okay? We can't just go, okay, I'm going to give up some of my rights, and I'm going to understand everybody before I say anything. We've got to go, hold on a minute. Paul said, I'm not aimless. Like, I have a focus of everyone following Jesus, okay? Meaning like, hey, you come to Jesus however you are, but none of us can stay that way, all right? 
Jesus isn't just like, hey, you can go ahead, just stay that way. You've never changed in a year or two years or five years or ten years. That's not following Jesus. That's sitting in one spot, all right? And so it's that idea of, yeah, for us to love well, for us to really dig in, we looked at Matthew 28 and that idea of Jesus saying, go and make disciples, all right? And, and, and we want to make that practical. Like, we want to dig into that on Wednesday nights. Like, how do I start doing that, all right? Here's one of the things that you kind of just have to start doing is you have to go out and just in some way, shape, or form start talking to people. Even if it's just, I just invited somebody to church. That's great. All right? But you got to step out of the boat. All right? It's not okay to go, all the people I know are Christians. Uh, Do you really want to make that argument? Like, do you really want to make the argument? If the only people you know are Christians, you're going to have to make some other friends. Okay? But that doesn't get you out of making disciples. Well, all my friends are Christians. I mean, I don't know. I don't have to do this. No, Jesus would be like, no, you got to go find a mission field somewhere. Because I guarantee you every student on campus who is a part of a campus ministry ain't a Christian. Everyone that goes to church, and everyone that says that, we're crazy to think that there's just this. We live in this city of just 95% of people are Christians here. It's, it's not. Right. It, it just isn't. And so let's not use an excuse either of going, but, but all I know, all my friends are Christians. I'll, then go, listen, pray to God that he puts you in the life of somebody seeking him. Okay? But pray to, don't, don't just sit back and not do anything. All right? Don't just sit back and do this. I, I love this. We have to remember, again, um, to break free of the mechanics of this. Um, I love what Paul finishes up here. I've become all things to all people so that I might, may by every possible means. I mean, you, you got to think about that. Meditate on that this week. What that means for him to say that. He is insane loving people. He is like, it doesn't matter. He's using words like, by all possible means. I want you to think about who are you thinking of right now that you would go, I want to help them follow Jesus. And there is nothing that's going to get in my way of doing that. Like, by all possible means. And I'm not talking about like, I'm going to shove it down their throat. I'm saying start where they are. But is there anyone in your life that's even think about that? At all. Like you're going, man, you don't know what? God has put this person in my life, and I, I have to be relentlessly loving them well and sharing my faith and helping them along the way so that by all possible means, and he said, because of the gospel, because it's awesome, because this is why I'm going to step out of the boat. It might, you want to know what? There may be some uncomfortable situations this week. That's how we learn. That's how we learn. That, you don't know what? That's how you're going to find things out about you. As you get out into an uncomfortable situation you just, and, and, you, and you share what, share your faith. Share a reason why you have hope. Share, just listen to somebody. Ask a question. Sit down and have a coffee. Say, you know what? I've worked with you for 10 years. We've never sat down and talked before. All right? Listen, you're going to learn something about you, too. You're going to think, there are going to be times you're going to go, there's no way I could ever do that. And then you're going to see something different. Okay, that's what's awesome about this. So, like I said, you got to step out. Okay, don't just kind of let this go by Wednesday. We're going to talk about some more practicality of this. Okay, but 
really digging in here to this is the heart of Paul. And it isn't okay for us to go, you know what? Yeah, well, that was Paul. It doesn't have to be me because we read all the scriptures about Jesus said, I did all that. I gave up my rights. Right? I understood you before I asked you to understand me.